Hi everybody, welcome to a very special edition of Brunch Movies. Special in a couple ways. Uh, Juan Dave is not here, that makes it pretty cool. He was too busy to record. And uh, surprisingly, a, a new movie was actually released in theaters. It's the first movie to be released since oh Tenet, which kicked off the epic season of Brunch Movies. And what could be more epic than the return of Marvel, return of the MCU? And so, of course, we're talking about Black Widow, and to talk about Black Widow today, I needed to bring in my Black Widow, my best friend, my best man, much better than Dave. Of course, I'm talking about Mike, a.k.a. Serge. Hey, Serge. Hey! Uh, so, welcome to another episode of Gimme Five. Um, you guys <laughs> are going to be joining me here with, and we're actually doing a gorilla takeover of brunch movies. Here we go. Um, so this one's going to be a little bit different in that we're taking this format and just kind of adapting it, we're turning it in its head and just seeing where, where it goes with this. There's going to be brunch. There's going to be movies. We're going to be talking tenant. It's, it's all over the place. So, uh, yeah, happy talking to be here. Tenet. <laughs> I do want to talk tenant so for a great. second. Oh my God. Um, okay. Let's, let's talk about tenant. So that, that did kick off the epic season. Um, epic movie am i right oh, what an opening like finally we can get back to movies get back to what everyone loves we're in the theater we know what's going on we can hear every word all the characters are definitely distinct from each other it's it's great yeah and we've talked about this a lot of this season of brunch movies you said tenet was great because you knew what was going on mm. in the beginning and i'll just you know i hate to harp on this but I just want to emphasize again that the film The Ten Commandments is perfect in that, you know, all movies should do this at the beginning. A man should walk onto stage, mm -hmm. there should be a microphone waiting for him, Yeah. and he should explain to us what movie we're going to watch, mm -hmm. what the movie is about, what books or other writings or media inspired the movie, Yeah. tell us how long the movie's going to be. The twists. And... And tell us whether or not there's an intermission. And then we can start the movie, okay? Then we're all ready to go. I'm settled and then. And still, still not enough movies are doing this. Um, so I'm just going to keep harping on it all throughout the epic season. I guess... Of course we're talking about Black Widow here. <laughs> and... Once again. Usually on this episode. They, they didn't podcast, do that. Yeah, that once again. I, I give up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Marvel, hello. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the Marvel Universe really needs more table setting. You always go into the movie they completely really... confused, and you always leave completely confused. And you're like, I guess this will make sense later, when I like at, after it's all done. You're like, so that was Captain America? No, that was Iron Man, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's like Wolverine, like... Yeah. Like, I don't know. Is that like, Saber, Saber Claw? <laughs> invincible, like I, don't, like, I don't get how they do all these things, but um, it's all going to come together in the end. Like, when are they going to get the Invisible Man? Ten Commandments, yep. So, usually the guest, we give the honors of giving us the plot summary. So, I'm really excited to be doing a movie that's actually in theaters again. An epic film. And every Marvel movie is epic. This one probably more epic than the others. So, let's walk us through the plot here. All right. So, immediately strong start. Because it's in Ohio, which is slightly below where we're from. So, that already, mm. A plus for the film. Any proximity yeah. to where we're from is just like, I, okay, I guess I love this movie now. I have to. You're like, wait a minute. Are they going to do this entire movie in Ohio? Because if so, awesome. <laughs> we are in for a wild ride. 
<laughs> so there's this guy that comes into this house, and you're like, okay, mm, there's three girls in there, two of them younger, one with blue hair, and you're like, what's this about? And he wants a beer. <laughs> he wants a beer out of like right out of, right from right out of the gate. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, oh, there's gonna be drinking in this movie. What? Yeah, where are we? Like, I know the pandemic hit, but what kind of movie are we watching now? And <laughs> he walks in, and I'm like, "Is that like a stronger, Iron Man, fatter Phil Dunphy?" Actually, it's like, "Is this Modern Family?" And where are the other characters? <laughs> I don't know where they are, and I, I'm not sure. And he's where's Phil? Yeah, where's the girl with huge jugs? Yeah, and I'm not talking about the daughter. <laughs> she right, but that did happen, and it is canon. Yeah, a couple it, of canons. It is, canon. is there? Is there? Yeah, is there breast reduction canon? <laughs> no, no, they wrote that out. <laughs> oh, okay. And when I decided to get my breast reduction, everybody turned to me and was like oh, well, you got your breast reduction because everyone was scrutinizing you and that was it. That was so untrue. I got my breast reduction because I felt like I wanted it. Um, it made me feel more confident. Uh, my back didn't hurt anymore. I could sit up straight. Um, it was, you know, it was life-changing for me. Uh-oh. That's never okay. Wow, your boobs are so small now. <laughs> Really aren't. It's, it's crazy that you got that effect without having breast reduction <laughs> surgery. <laughs> that was my favorite scene in Modern Family. <laughs> I'm. I think changing the opening to her twerking constantly was a good choice. Ultimately. <laughs> Let's stop talking about boobs, because oh. um, we have a lot more boobs to talk about later. Uh, at this point in the movie, though, not many boobs, because they're the, the two of the main characters are still children. Uh-huh. But the mom is in it. Yeah. I really wish they would have just showed us her boobs right away. <laughs> just <laughs> Let us know this movie's a serious movie for adults. Go for it. Open with that. <laughs> Marvel, when are you going to show us a pair of titties? <laughs> I want to know. I'm an adult. <laughs> it's cool and adult okay. to watch this movie. That's, a, I mean, then that's what boobs do. Yeah, that is what boobs do. Um, so that's all they do, really, is <laughs> just tell us whether you're an adult or not. I mean, that's the type of man. a man or a female. Yeah. That's the... If you're a man, you're seeing boobs, you're touching boobs... If you're a woman, you have them, okay? That's the only way to tell if you're an adult or not. <laughs> That's why gay gay men remain so childlike their entire life. <laughs> well, so, anyways, we're watching this boob drink this beer, and he's got the microfilm. <laughs> he's, he's ready to go. He's like, all right, we got to get he's out He's ready of to shove it up his ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Marvel, when are you going to show us someone shoving microfilm up their ass? Show us it, go, go, show it going in the ass. Of course, they, they chickened out, assumed that they did it off screen, and then all of a sudden we got to go to the plane. Oh, get, the, get to the plane, get to the plane. So. The plane! The plane! Okay, I said dad in the plane. 
get on it and then we find out this phil dunphy guy he's strong he flips over this big thing and you're like well, it looks strong but i didn't know he's that strong you're like wait a minute is that the incredible hulk <sighs> I, thought, I don't know but like i didn't see any green or anything so i was like is this some sort of I don't, like loki's been on is this some time shift or alternate universe i don't know i mean black widow's back on the screen Oh, by the way, this is a prequel, I guess. I mean, unless, who knows? Yeah. Surprise, surprise. It was it was nice of them to be like, Black Widow, get over here, when they were calling to the girl with blue hair. <laughs> yeah, that's that was like the Ten Commandment kind of thing I was looking for. Yeah. So, yeah, they get on this plane, big scene of them escaping, and the guy, the Phil Dunphy guy gets on the wing, and they fly away, finally. Phew, just made it. And then they get to Russia, I guess. And the dad's like, it's going to be fine. And then the girls get put to sleep. I don't want to go back there. I want to stay in Ohio. You can't take her. You can't. She's only six. You were even younger. You know why it's gonna be all right? Because my girls are the toughest girls in the world. Which, okay. Yeah, so it should be said at this point that the girls are um, Scarlett Johansson, a.k.a. Natasha, mm-hmm. Natasha Romanoff, and her sister, Yelena. But they're not really sisters. They're fake. They're fake sisters. They're, it's a fake family. So it's not even a modern family. It's a fake family. Well. Uh, so... I mean, and it's a film, which is also fake, so it's double fake, <laughs> and that's what Marvel's so good about, giving you the double fake, yeah, I li- you know, taking you one way, like, oh, that, that was probably the Hulk, oh, nope, it was the Red Guardian. Which we hadn't even known his name until then, so spoiler. Yeah, and so, so it turns out that the setup of this movie was Natasha as a child, showing us where she came from, that she kind of lived a normal life in the U.S. on an undercover mission, even as a child. But at this point, she was already training to be a deadly assassin in the proverbial red room. Uh, not proverbial. Actually, that's just what that room is called. Yeah, it didn't really look red, actually, though. Did I don't remember it really being that red. There was a lot of red when they finally got to that place, but that's later in the plot. Okay, okay. And so, flash forward. Flash forward. Then, boom! We see then this. Then we got what? Scarlett Johansson. No. No. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, next scene is, see this uh, blonde girl. Oh, no, no, you're right. Before that, Scarlett Johansson. What happens with her? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember this scene by scene. You're the one who took notes. We see her, and, like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. director's like, oh, we're going to get you. We already got all the rest of them. We'll put them in jail. And she's like, well, I don't know about that. And boom, first prank in the movie. She put all her clothes in that one bathroom, she's and on, really, she was in another country. She was on a boat. Uh-huh. Much, much like that song. Let's get that song, John. <laughs> let's, that, that's a good thing to add to here. Boat. 
Yeah, dipped in a box that was really critical scene that she's on that boat. Uh, So it turns out that we're at the stage after Civil War where the Avengers have split up. They've had they were on a break, basically. (laughs) And sorry, is that too much of a Scott Ackerman joke? (laughs) No, it's true. They were on a break. That's why Scarlett Johansson's love interest is so like prevalent in this movie. You okay? Why wouldn't it be? I hear things. Something about the Avengers getting divorced. We were on the break! Yeah, and so this is, it turns out we're right after the film Civil War. So this is before Avengers Infinity War. And by the transitive property, also before Avengers Endgame. Hmm. It's also, you could figure that out because Natasha isn't dead. Right. And I like that you're bringing up trans rights in this. This is very good. Okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> And so, she's on the run, she needs to get to a safe house, she gets to a safe house, and then we get what what turns out to be a package there left by her sister. Oh, her sister's still around. Ooh, interesting. What's she been up to? Well, it turns out that she, like Natasha, is an assassin for the Red Room. Mm-hmm. She's still doing it. She didn't escape. She's under mind control. And she just got sprayed with some red stuff and then wasn't anymore, so... Right. So the red stuff gets sprayed in her face. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not talking blood. Uh Uh-uh. But then she stabbed her leg and made more red stuff go in her face. And she pulled out this quarter. It was a quarter she'd been saving to call her sister. For all these years it's in her like, life. <laughs> Lucky quarter. Yeah. And she's like, I remember now. I remember. And so, boom. She sends off that stuff to... Oh. Uh-oh, I've got a no! surge on screen here. Might need some clever editing she, here. Yeah. She sends off all her stuff to Natasha, and she gets it. And boom. Now Natasha has and this Natasha's rest. like... She's like, yeah, just throw this shit away. She's like, actually, I I'll hate take this. it into town to throw it away, right? What? She puts it in her car. <laughs> yeah. You need to get rid of this. I can't just burn it or get like what I said the guy to do. My love interest, who I love, who by the way, that guy loves sleeping. He's always sleeping every scene that you see him in. Yeah, that? it was so it's so funny. Oh like maybe he's a superhero. Maybe he's the sleeper. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, sleeper cells, sleeper. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah. oh, who's this funny guy? Blood cells. That brings us back to red, getting red sprayed in the face. That's an important piece, is, is spraying red dust in someone's face. <laughs> that's what frees them from mind control. <laughs> Natasha is then ambushed by the Taskmaster, who is just kind of like, basically I called it Daft Punk the whole movie. Oh, yeah. I was called, I, that was called him Chappie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And like Chappie, the Taskmaster does find love in the end, I think. Hmm. And, yeah. I, I liked that, like, the head that scene where it's like, Chappie, smile. Because it's like, oh my gosh, like, you're always, like, girl, people telling girls to smile. That was cool. It's like... Yeah. Good comment. Don't drop my gun, Chappie! You fucked up my side. This is expensive. What are you doing? Teach him to shoot. You shouldn't be doing this shit with him yet. Dion said he has to be orientated first. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go and get the weed on my own without the stupid fucking robot. And I'm going to make all the money so we can buy the explosives to do this heist. Or else we fucking dead. You 
stupid. He's just a kid. God, do your nails and go play hide and seek with your titanium baby. So this sets off a chain of events where Natasha reunites with her sister and then reunites with her dad, who's not her real dad, and it's actually that um, Phil from Modern Family, a.k.a. the guy from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he is a super soldier, yet... So, Captain America, the only super soldier, right? Right. Wrong. Oh. <laughs> it turns out that there are just dozens of super soldiers all over the place. We got Bucky. We got all those frozen people that were shot in the head mm-hmm. during Civil War. Mm-hmm. We've got the new super soldiers that were really good characters in Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Very memorable. Cat Falcon, punch! That was my favorite part of that series. <sighs> so cool. So cool when Kirby. And then we've got. So now we've got. Turns out Russia had a super soldier. Maybe it would have been worth mentioning in some of the other movies. You only have 30 movies to tell us about this. No, Captain America, the only super soldier, they they said. So this is another one of those double fakes, I think. Yeah, you're going to find out everyone was a super soldier. Yeah, like, especially the time when Natasha and Yelena, like, fall from the top of a building and just smash their heads over and over again on various pieces of metal before (laughs) collapsing on the floor. It's like, oh, they're definitely dead. Like, there's so many times that my wife and I were watching this movie that they're falling and, like, just completely destroying their bodies. Like, yep, she's dead. She's definitely dead. There's no way she lived. Nope, she's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no I like how Marvel gives the people without superpowers are just as durable with the people with superpowers. Yeah. It's, it's like, what's the point of even having superpowers if Hawkeye also has the same superpowers but is actually only good at shooting a bow and arrow? Well, he can also dress up like a Black Knight version of himself, so there's that, remember. Ah, uh, Ronan. Yeah. That was cool. Like, and speaking of, like, characters that like don't have superpowers but they're durable they can do anything and my one of my favorite parts about this movie is the deaf chappie like it's mentioned mm-hmm. like oh it's a perfect mimic it can mimic any fighting style even some of those avenger guys that you're doing and then you know you never see it fight like anybody that can do anything or like have a real <laughs> defined fighting style it's like, why did you tell me that i I don't know the fighting styles of all these characters down to a T, so this just looks like it's fighting. Yeah, I think I think that maybe brings us to a segment that is kind of a new segment that on this podcast. Uh, I know you're familiar because you listen to every episode. Yeah, uh, but that's true. Uh, it's called the Lord, the Lord Roar. Mm. That's not how it was the book. Boom, boom, boom. That's the sound my drawer makes when I open it. I always break it, and it's big pain. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, this Daft, Daft Punk here is actually called the Taskmaster, but we don't, they don't actually call it the Taskmaster in here. And the lore of the Taskmaster is, it's like half robot or something, and it can mimic your style because what it does is it like erases... It can learn things quickly and, like, mimic them at the expense of its short-term memory. Mm-hmm. So it, like, quickly replaces its own memory with, like, like it looks at you and it's like, oh, now I'm Surge. Mm-hmm. And I can walk exactly like you. And so... Which is good. Seems to be... Because that. it looks like a big robot, so everyone's going to be fooled. Right. 
And so I think that they just said that because that's what that character is in the comics. And so they're like, well, got to get, you know, got to feed the trolls, I mean, to, you know, a.k.a. the Marvel fans. If they're going to do that, they might as well just have somebody like quickly say it like kind of off screen and be like, oh, by the way, that can just mimic all the, all, all the way that you fight. And the other character goes like, what? And then just let it, <laughs> let it leave at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Maybe there should have been a dance battle, you know, yes! like where the robot is just like, you know, the Daft Punk is playing in the background and everyone's like, oh, it's Daft Punk, holy shit. And then everyone tries to dance battle it and it just does the exact same dance back. <laughs> and they're like, okay, well, you didn't surpass me. You just did exactly what I did. So this dance battle will never end because we can't tell who's better. So like the next person gets up, does a dance, like, well, okay, I just did that exactly the same perfectly. <laughs> okay, but who's better? And it keeps trying to mimic like everybody else's dance, and like it doesn't get tired, so it's just, you know, it just keeps going. It's not innovating. I, I don't. <laughs> there, well, there was one part when I was like, okay, is it mimicking Black Panther when it made its claws come out? Because I was like, that looks like a Black Panther oh, yeah. thing. But, like, I don't remember. Did it use its claws? I don't... Did I care? No! In the book, that part was much better. Yeah, so Yelena and her sister... Natasha and the father, Red Guardian, and their mom, Melina. Melina is an agent of, uh, what's his name? Mm. Oh, what's that guy's name? Drakoff. Drakoff is the supervisor of the Red Room. And so they go on a mission to kill Drakoff and free all of the widows. So just like super soldiers, there's more than just Black Widow. There's like a bunch of widows and free them from the mind control. And to do that, they have to go onto this uh, floating fortress in the sky. Laputa much? I know. I was waiting for Rocketeer to show up. I was like, this is his kingdom. This is what kicked off the Marvel Universe. Rocketeer. And now, nothing. Yeah. So that sucked. And then there's a big, long action sequence where they're infiltrating Drakoff's complex and... Yeah, they get in there. Eventually, there's like a 10-minute scene where they're falling from the sky because it takes at least 10 minutes to fall from the clouds. <laughs> yeah, and they're still and, fighting. Yeah, and that was actually a really thrilling scene. I really enjoyed it. It was stupid because they're just like, they're really just falling for like 10 minutes and dodging debris and like, landing on a platform that's falling and running across it and they do that thing that you can't really do which is like somehow go faster by like angling your body some way like control yourself through the air as if you're wearing some kind of squirrel suit mm-hmm. i think you, like, i don't think that actually i think you, you can do it can actually do that yeah you can that's what sky, yeah. that's what skydivers do like your air resistance but you know whatever maybe not yeah. I'm not married to the Maybe idea. Not. I, I already have a wife. And and so in the end, they succeed. Yelena's freed, the widows are freed. The taskmaster turns out to be Drakov's daughter. And so there's like a weird side plot where um, Natasha. Natasha is like, Well, I killed this girl, and it's like, no, you just blew her up and turned her into a robot. 
And then, so Natasha's like, I gotta free this poor child. And the child is like, I'm gonna mimic you. I didn't know Baby Yoda was in this. The child. The child. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so then we, like, then it splits off into Mimic, that movie about those big cockroaches. And it's just kind of strange that they would have that tie-in. I mean, that was a good horror movie for my childhood, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really think Mimic was going to be in this movie. But, uh, yeah. Th- th- it was, uh, and that's the plot. <laughs> just the way they took it. And then it turns out that um, at the end, what Natasha get, gets away, and then I guess she... Gets captured by the people the, at the end. The flying ship, right? Yeah, but she gets... Like, all the police are coming at the end, and then the next scene is her flying away in the jet. So I guess they didn't do anything to her. Yeah, I guess she was just fine on her own and didn't need a family after I guess that's the moral. I guess... No family is better than fake family or modern family. <laughs> well, I don't know about the modern part. It's probably just a case of the Mondays. Am I right? purpose of this movie. The purpose of this movie was to introduce Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who was accidentally already introduced in the TV show Captain Falcon. Mm-hmm. And, this, and so now there's going to be a Hawkeye TV show. Yeah. And, and But more importantly, this was the chance for Marvel to finally have a female lead and, pro- and finally do justice to Oscar Award nominee Scarlett Johansson and give her big ups for being such a trooper throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> of just wearing spandex and doing the three-point pose and just looking dead sexy. I'm dead sexy! I did like that they decided to include a couple of butt shots in there, just like following her butt as she's walking around. Which she does have a nice butt. I, I know. So I think this brings us to um, part two of the the podcast where we talk about director's corner. And I'm already kind of put off because I specifically requested a round room. And now there's a corner here. And I, there seems to be a director's chair. <laughs> and I don't know. Well, what... right. The director's, there's a corner and the, and the director's chair sits in the corner. So when you sit in the, when you go into the, director's corner you you go and sit in your director's chair in the corner and you think about being a director okay and maybe what what you would be doing differently if you were the director of this movie okay but like i just didn't notice that there was something a corner it was round before and now it's uh, there's a corner i don't know how this happened maybe you're thinking of the red room i was oh my god i did that did that again uh, so so wh- some shots that i noticed that scene <clears throat> Oh, that scene with the pigs. I mean, eagle-eyed viewers will notice that when you get that 
downward shot of the pigs looking, like going through that maze. There's a maze there. And you, in the middle is a sewer, which, you know, obviously is for the turtles. What my prediction or what my thoughts are is that this maze represents the movie and the pigs represent you, the viewer, as a mess for spilling all your food on you while you're eating it. Right. <laughs> so, so that was a really nice touch that the director added. Yeah, that was just, I mean, it was just, it was beautiful. I smell Oscar. <laughs> did that pig just open the door? Yes. It did. Good boy, Alexi. Good boy. You named the pig after me? You don't see the resemblance? My director's quarter is... You know, maybe, um... Maybe, you know, you've got these pigs. You're already CGIing them. You're already paying the... the Chinese sweatshops to, to do all the CGI of the pigs right. because if you don't then the movie can't be released in China. You're playing them and the if pig. It's not buttons. released in China. It doesn't make any money. So, you know, maybe you have a scene where the pigs are having a dance contest with Taskmaster. <laughs> yeah. Or like the pigs do something, like ride the pigs somewhere. Like oh like Gur from Invaders Zen. Oh, that's so funny. But lighten the mood a bit. Yeah. Give us a give us what everyone has wanted been wanting. Like a dance contest between pigs and Daft Punk. <laughs> or like throw. Who's better at dancing? Throw like a bee. Marvel needs to answer these questions. <laughs> throw like and a that's on the director. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, refer to them as like Gordy or Babe or something. Like, not Alexi. Like, that's. Or both! Yes! Or both! Alexi's too much. I mean, S- Stranger Things much? The character's name is Alexi even in Stranger Things, that he, his name is. Like,. And he interacts with them. Is it? Yes. Well, he, there's there's a Russian guy in it that that Hopper is talking with, whose name is Alexi. So it's like, what did you exactly? Did you need to do that? I mean, couldn't he have just been a pig instead? Yeah. Couldn't couldn't this have been a babe and pig in the city? Yeah. <laughs> couldn't you just release that again? I mean, no one would have. Yeah, and call it a Marvel movie. Yeah. Would anyone even notice at this point? <laughs> and that's on the director. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's wrap up the director's corner and get into another segment, which is hot takes, hot cakes. I need your arms around me. I need to feel your touch. I think that this movie had a distinct lack of hot cakes because I didn't see one breakfast scene. That's not how, that's not how, that's not how the segment works. I didn't. <laughs> Okay, fine. This this movie did had a distinct lack of hot takes. No one was bringing hot plates out for anything, <laughs> and no one took anything from them. No, <laughs> so, not, uh, that's not how this segment okay, works either. Oh, enlighten me, then. Uh, enlighten me. I thought you said that you listened to every episode of this podcast. I, that was a prerequisite for being a guest. My hot take is that I'm being inquisitioned right now. <laughs> And what I want you to hot take away from that is stop the interrogation. Can you imagine what I could do with the Avenger under my control? Wouldn't you like to speak to her first? When you look into the eyes of a child you have raised, no mask in the world can hide that.
Okay. Uh, my hot take is, hey Marvel, racist much? And let me let me tell you why. Because first we get Black Panther. It's a hit. Okay, well, finally we've got black superheroes running around, and it's it's a big hit. It's a it's one of Marvel's most popular films. It was a cultural phenomenon. It celebrated black culture and mm. celebrated African culture. Mm. Uh, it was great. It was maybe the best movie ever. Mm. I can't believe it didn't win Oscar. And then, so we get the sequel, Black Widow. Not a single black person in the whole movie. So anyway, uh, that's a that's a shame on you, Disney, um, to just abandon uh, the black franchise that quickly and change it from <laughs> actually being black to just whitewashing it so so quickly. Before we even get a Black Panther two, we've already it's already been ruined. So that's my hot take. Um, uh, I I do have a hot take also too, like in okay. It, it just seems like this movie was posing the question: What if in a world where there's a secret assassin network all around that is mind controlled? What if before they really did anything, all of them never did anything, and it just they're free now? Wouldn't that be a great movie? Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't they, would that be cool if you found out about that? Like, it's just, it's just like knowing that everyone is around the world. They, they could have done something really crazy, but then not. Nah, just kidding. But no, we stopped it. Yeah, it's good now. Remember how this almost happened? No, you didn't because nobody ever noticed? Yeah, well, that was me. And uh, she, gets, she gets to show off that, so... That was pretty cool. It's my network of widows that help me control the scales of power. One command, the oil and stock markets crumble. One command, and a quarter of the planet will starve. My widows can start and end wars. They can make and break kings. Hey, my hot cake is that vest. Oh. Elena buys a cool vest. That's coming back. I want that vest. This yeah, that vest you like is coming back in style because it, and it's just so cute. The banter between the sisters, you know, maybe the sequel to this should be the Sisterhood of the Traveling Vest. <laughs> oh yeah, that sisterly bond was so funny. Remember how they're like, oh, that we're sisters? No, we're not sisters. Yes, we are sisters. It was just like always, always like will they, won't they? Yeah, I also really love how she call she keeps calling her poser because being a poser means that you do poses. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I always consider her more of a flamer because she's my hot take. (laughs) (laughs) That's your hot cake. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what I meant. (laughs) All right, well, this has been a great episode of Hot Cakes, Hot Takes. Autists or cucks? It's another segment. Oh, you, do, do you have one for this? Yeah, that is of a course, segment. of course. Autist or the the autist obviously is when Scarjo autists herself so that she doesn't have to smell how good that guy smells <laughs> and slams her head into the, into the table. She's like, I'd well. Gladfully be autistic if I don't have to smell you for one second. So breaking your nose makes you autistic? This, or you have to be a little autistic to be able to break your own nose. 
I mean, they go hand in hand. Yeah, so this one's pretty easy for me. I think um, all of the widows are being cucked because mind control is a form of cuckery. Mm. And autistic is the mimic because that seems like, you know, that's like a, you know, it's like a keep repeating after the per, you know person says something, you say it back. You know, it's kind of like a weird mood thing. <laughs> Probably Asperger's. Yeah. Definitely. I think there was a lot of hints. That Definitely that on the it. spectrum. Yeah. Plus, you know, Daft Punk, you know, you got that spectrum of the light kind of going across the, <sighs> that the face was shield. To get the spectrum. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> and then she took it off like she conquered her autism. Oh. Yeah. Wow, that was nice. And no medication or anything either. Just the willpower. It's just like, it's yeah. Just, oh, such a good message. <laughs> it was. That was beautiful. That is the yeah. I'm sorry sorry I was getting a little bit personal there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this an episode of Let's Get Personal? Well, I don't care how flat you make a pancake, it's got two sides. Uh it was, but I think I think that one's over. The theory is we're gonna go down there and have a donkey barbecue and I'm gonna furnish the axe, right? personal at all? I was, it was just talking about conquering my autism through willpower alone. Just, It's just very nice. Oh, do you have autism? Not anymore. Oh, you did yeah, have autism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice that it goes away if you work hard enough. I know. It comes in waves, though, you know? Hills and valleys. That's the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which brings us to another segment. I'd rather be on the spectrum than have to use spectrum cable, right? <laughs> and that is true. That should, that should be that should be Xfinity's slogan <laughs> in markets where they're competitive with spectrum. I'd rather be on the spectrum than have to use spectrum. <laughs> oh, that's such a Fred Willard thing to say. <laughs> Thank you. That's I take that as a compliment. Now, I have another one written here that you mentioned, Jack's Wish Key segment, where... Oh, yeah. Do you have, uh, do you have some, some whiskey that you'd like to talk about? Tell us a little bit about some drinks that you like. Okay, I misunderstood this. I thought it was a wish key. So, like, when we wish the episode would end, we just take the key and lock it up. So that's the end. Oh, okay. So you want the episode to be <laughs> over. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, okay. Well then, if that's the case, should we, should we move into brunchiness? Yeah. Yeah, let's go for it. I would have to say the brunchiness of this movie as the guest. I mean, eggs in a basket, two bits. Absolutely. And I don't say this for a lot of movies, because uh, a lot of people, when I start talking about the brunchiness of the movie, they will walk away because they don't want spoilers. They want to listen to the episode. They want to talk about it with their friends first. Then they want to come to me for, like, the final say on it. So I... Right, right. I'd go for that. The two bits. So, so be two you, bits of anything. you're the person that people come to you after they talk to all their friends. And they're like, well, I need an expert to weigh in on this because I don't trust my friends. Right, right. They're like, I can't... But I'm not friends, th- I'm not friends with him. <laughs> well, He's just the expert that I come to for movies. You have to carve a place in people's life. And it's not going to be friends. Let me tell you that right I'm now. Movie it's, guy. it's not going to be their friend. Number one, you're never going to get in that place. So you got to carve right. out a different place. 
I'm everyone needs a Roger Debert, their own personal Roger Debert. <laughs> uh, I have a place in Michigan that has a big long dining room table, and I was thinking of getting all of the chairs on one side to have only a right arm, and all of the chairs on the other side to have only a left arm. See, so that all of the guests as they reclined would have to look at me. You know, like, do you want to hang out with him? No, of course not. No. Do you want to get his expert opinion on films? Yes, very much so. All the time. But only after I've discussed the movie with my friends. Made my own opinion. So I don't get any spoilers. Right. Also, then I go to you. Also, just like, when I tell them the brunchiness of a movie, it immediately becomes their own view. They're like, I can't separate your view from my view. I have no, no opinion... Other than that, it's just gone. Because what you described is right. So I'd, I'd like to have something to back it up with first. And then I can go, oh, yeah, yeah that does make sense. Okay, I was a little bit misguided earlier. I, I didn't really quite consider the brunchiness in this aspect. I'm, I'm ready to go. Indeed. Well, I'm going to say this movie was not brunchy. There was moments of brunchiness. <laughs> but I don't think that it gets into the pantheon and and there was an episode where we ranked the brunchiness of every uh mcu film Mm -hmm. a couple have come out since then or maybe not maybe this is i think one edition is not enough to re-rank them and i won't put you on the spot to rank all of the mcu movies but i am going to put you on the spot with an episode of give me five and what i'm saying to you is i want you to give me five of the brunchiest in your opinion Marvel movies. Let's go. Hey, everybody, here's another episode of Give Me Five. Hey, everybody, this is another episode of Give Me Five. Hi, everybody, indeed, it's time for another Give Me Five episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition. Hello, everybody, indeed, this is another episode of Think Five. Or Give Me Five. Or just Give Me Five. Number five, of course, is going to be Incredible Hulk. I mean, shots of that sky, it makes you wish you were outside, having a good time with your friends, getting brunch, uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs, you know, you're like, oh, give me those, uh, those eggs flying from the sky. It's a perfect brunch movie. Number four, I would have to say, coming in, is Civil War. Spider-Man, baby, you finally got him, he's back where you wanted him, on your screen with your friends, the Avengers. And he's cool. <laughs> Number three, I'd have to say, was the titular Black Panther. You can watch it with your friends. You can watch it alone. You can watch it on a plane. You just know that you have that internal brunch going on when you're watching it. Number two, <laughs> Iron Man 3. <laughs> Number one. Nothing more to say on that. (laughs) Number one is Thor 3 uh, Ragnarok. Uh, all. I actually agree with that one. Yeah, of course. It's the coolest Marvel movie there is. It's funny. It's interesting. It's it's just the best. And Brunch Out the Wild. Yeah, I think we did a brunch ranking of Marvel movies, and we basically realized that it was very similar to ranking just our favorite Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And so I think the the solution here is, you know, Marvel, make your movies a bit crunchier. Maybe people would like Black Widow more than they do. Or alternatively... And they love it. Stop, they love it. stop saying favorite and love just start, start saying my brunchiest. Right, right. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, everybody, here's another episode of Give Me Five. Hey, everybody, this is another episode of Give Me Five. Hi, everybody, indeed.
indeed, it's time for another But I think, I think you know, this is a great movie. Um, I think it's definitely headed. You know, it's the only movie to release this year, so it's probably going to win the Oscar. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, I don't know if it's a candidate for the brunch menu at this point. Okay. Well, I will try to go back and throw up the brunch that I ate while eating it. Then. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, should we get into our brunch pairings? Yeah. Uh, so I, I previously mentioned uh, the brunchiness rating as eggs in a basket, two bits, and it's... Fu- Wait, say that again? I previously mentioned my brunchiness, which was eggs in the basket, two bits. No, 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 say that the right way. Eggs in the basket, two bits. Two bits! <laughs> and it's funny that you say that because that rabbit reminds me of Easter, <laughs> which is what the type of basket that these eggs should be in when you're eating them. And the two bits can be anything. They can be two little bits of M&M's. They can be two bits of a cracker that you had earlier. They can have two bits of a piece of a salad. And it's all fine. And the sparkling water, too. The sparkling water is key because it's, like it's bubbling up. You're getting like that, that freshness that Scarlett Johansson brings to the screen. It's the first time we've seen her. It's the first time we know who... Black Widow is. It's just, it, it's bubbling over the excitement. She's cool. Yeah, it's just, that's, it's that's cool. She, she's cool. Oh, she, yeah, it, I mean. She looks like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you said it. I mean, both, I mean. She parties. <laughs> both of those female leads, those posers. Oh, I love those posers. Yeah, uh, so good. It's a fighting pose. You're a total poser. You're not a poser. <laughs> Oh, come on. I mean, they're great poses, but it does look like you think everyone's looking at you. That's, that's a great pairing. Uh, my pairing is going to be... It's going to be Red Sun Rising, and that's that's the description. So let me paint a picture for you. Mm-hmm. We're going to... You're going to sit in a red room, <gasps> and you're you're going to have some uh, red borscht cold. Oh, Russian. And you're going to have a red Bloody Mary. <laughs> Wow. And you're going to have you're going to have steak and eggs, but the but the eggs are dyed red and the steak is bloody red. It's a red eggs and ham situation. Yeah, red eggs and and ram, which is red ham. <laughs> Coming from a ram. Yeah, you got to eat, eat a ram. <laughs> which is which is basically tastes like red ham. <laughs> Unlike pink pink ham, which is what you're used to eating, and, cow. Oh, and it, and which is which is <laughs> which is not ham. <laughs> that's actually beef. And the ram ties in with the Daft Punk part of it too. And I then and then you're gonna have some <laughs> beef Reddington. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna have a, a red of lettuce, <laughs> an entire red of lettuce. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and you're uh, there's more. <laughs> oh my God, this is the longest. Can long you help list. me think of any? Can you help me? Can, can you maybe guess at some of the other things I'm thinking? Well, of? There's no need to guess. I have the whole list here already prepared, ready to eat. Oh, and that wasn't a pun. That was really right. And, uh, yes, it was. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and of course it, you. So what do you got? The pickled. Red eggs, which are red, and they are eggs, and there were, <laughs> because I <laughs> more am eggs red egg to eat more of these red things, 
And you have and I'd like a I'd like a couple slices of sour red toast. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's still more. This is there's this, so many this oven of of red puns is <laughs> red hot. <laughs> it's <laughs> and also of course there are red hots there too. Yeah, a big bowl of red hots with with milk poured over them. That actually does. So it's red good. hots for cereal. It's red hots for cereal. <laughs> Horchata. Horchata is... That's also there. And just when you thought you were done, you're going to have some cream sunny side up eggs. (laughs) Finally get that egg in there. (laughs) And you're going to have some Fred toast. Oh, and if I didn't even say it yet, you'll also put the Easter eggs in a basket. (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's a... Russian Orthodox Easter basket. Oh. <laughs> and, yeah, that... And... And... Is there anything else? Is that enough? It is enough. Okay, well then, that's my pairing. That's the uh, Red Sun Rising wow. brunch. That's, thank you for sending me that list of food beforehand. That made it a lot easier. Yeah, it was. thanks for helping me out with that. That was a long list. <laughs> it was good. It was... Almost as long as my dick. Oh, speaking of that, like, don't you hate when you, like, look up world's longest dick, and then it just shows you, like, some, like, guy with a long tumor or whatever on his dick, and you're just like, what? that is not what I was looking up. Like, why are you showing me this? This is disgusting. How am I going to jerk off to this? Yeah. It's like, just show me a normal one. <laughs> show me a normal six-foot-long penis. Yeah. Like, just, like, what is this? And if you if you can Photoshop my penis on there just so I can see how long it is, you know, help me out, Google. Well, whatever. That's a story for another Marvel movie. Loser. <laughs> yeah. Every <it, laughs> time someone says whatever, you gotta say loser. Fly away forever. Talk to the hand. Uh, any other final thoughts here before we sign off? Do you want to? You know, you know a lot of the people that have been on the podcast. Do you want to give any shout-outs to Dave or Todd or Jack? Uh, Shout-out to Dave. I'm really uh, sad that he has been trapped in his conspiracy corner. We're going to get you out of that corner, Dave. We're going to get you out. You'll be out soon. I don't know what, like, there's some sort of, like, cryptid that's guarding him there, red guarding him there, or whatever, but we'll get you out of there, Dave. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Todd, of course... Jacob, Doug, uh, you know. Jacob's never been on this podcast. Jacob's never even listened to this podcast. Oh, you, and he won't listen to this episode. Oh, you, you must have not seen that one. Yeah, he was on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> talking about Gimme Five? Uh, no, he wasn't even, even on an episode of Gimme Five. No. Um, Max. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out for the Blink-182 podcast. That's, that's, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's spoiler alert. <laughs> Only in our in our minds. So yeah, in the ending, I guess I would say this for a movie called Much Abu about Budapest. I was really disappointed by the lack of monkeys in it and no Aladdin references and no Agrabah. So I don't know. I don't get it.
Yeah, Marvel, you know, do better. That's that's our our bottom line. But uh, I will be first in line to watch the Eternals because mm. this was still my favorite movie of the last ten years. So, yeah, I'd say, yeah, that's it. That's that. I mean, I agree. We we got it. All right. Well, it was it was a pleasure to have you on this, and I'm really glad that you have listened to every episode of the podcast, mm-hmm. and you weren't just calling off. Um, segments that mm-hmm. uh, from a list of the segments that I gave you. I appreciate that. It shows that you were prepared, unlike Todd when he tries to take over this podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that guy. So I'll just say fuck you, Todd. <laughs> and uh, and uh, do, you, do you have a sign-off? We're, we're trying to figure out a sign-off for the, for the podcast. Dave has been saying keep on sipping. Ooh, that's... Which doesn't make do, sense. Well, I mean, you, you take a little of life at a time. You're just sipping around... I'm going to say, um, don't, no, uh, yeah, it'll come back to me. And see you later. (laughs) This is very personalized. I'll say. Yeah, yeah, but I will. Oh, because it's a you. I'm just going to say. It's true. It's, It's the truth. In all seriousness. We called the show Gimme 5, but I always like to think that we give 105 here, so keep giving 105, guys. <laughs> All right, well, I can't wait for uh, Gimme 5 to make its glorious return, and hopefully under the umbrella of the Dead Rat Podcast Network. Uh, we can really use some more podcasts, especially since our first sister podcast, Spar Talk Detroit, uh, became a YouTube channel. Uh, Exclusively. I think so? I don't know. John's can never figure out how to get the image right to upload the podcast to iTunes. So, anyway. Once you get over that hurdle, everything else I did. It's all on Apple Podcasts now. Yeah, that's why we paid the big bucks, though, to edit this podcast. And so, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week, when maybe Dave will return. We'll get you out of that corner, Dave. Bye. Bye, buddy. guys think he's ever gonna come wait who is andy supposed to join yeah man i mean that's why we're all here yeah man screw andy hey let's say we all make a podcast about brunch tv show yeah i mean i know we we like we we did this we we, we made this a, a fixed commitment but i i just i thought you know he's in new zealand now so it's i didn't think it would i didn't think it would come today I mean, I came from Tokyo, dude, all the way to this single shawarma place. Well, I came yeah, from yeah. Detroit, so. I mean, this is the like the geographic, you know, midpoint between all of us, and we we spent hours and hours figuring out that what it is, and thousands of dollars getting here. Yeah, it was, was it? it's it's expensive coming every week. Um, 
to I was looking for that this... fresh lamb. You know, he yeah, said he was going to bring a fresh lamb from New Zealand. You know. No. And it's a spe- it's a specific shawarma place in New York, and I just think, you know, to my specific honor code, it is an affront. That the, the first five person brunch movies record is so egregiously delayed. Also, I'm still waiting for Andy to confirm my 52 episode contract for 2021. Are you enjoying that whiskey there, John? My whiskey budget depends on his largesse. Wait a minute, John. Are you saying there's money in brunch movies? I want some of that. Shouldn't I mean I we we should still respect the, the seat and not eat Andy's food. You know, wouldn't be the first time. Mmm, mmm, <laughs> that's the shawarma. Oh, mmm. <laughs>